0: We've had the opportunity to run many of the state association clinics around the country and a new one this year was the South Carolina Football Coaches Association Clinic. While this was a small one, they had an incredible lineup of coaches, including offensive coordinator at Clemson, Brandon Streeter. Coach Streeter is in his second stint with Clemson and I think he's a guy you should keep an eye on. I I think he'll be soon it at the head coach ranks if that's something he desires to do. In this talk from the South Carolina Football Coaches Association Clinic, he goes over the overall philosophy at Clemson as well as the offensive philosophy, and I like that he takes a simple approach to this. He builds on and aligns with the overall culture of Dabo Sweeney, and this, I think, is why Clemson has success and carries through successes with the consistency that they have in their coaching staff. So let's take a listen to this one from the South Carolina Football Coaches Association Clinic, part of the mega ticket. Check the show notes for a link to this, as well as all the other clinics.
1: Been blessed to be part of, uh, of this program, and just it's been a privilege. It's been an honor. And I just wanted to show this just because of the consistency. All right, you've already heard me say that once. But that's what defines success in my mind is consistency. And we've had heck, 16 postseason wins in the last 10 years, six college football playoff appearances, six of the last seven years been in the playoffs. That's obviously very hard to do. Four national championship appearances in the last seven years and two national championships. And I I think the biggest question is to ask why we've been successful. Again, it's not because of the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. It's because of, the culture that has been created. And I know y'all have heard about when we talk about our, our program and Coach Sweeney talks about our program, it's about the culture. And, and if there's one thing y'all hear me say is that's the most important thing is the culture. What makes up the culture? The people. Coach Sweeney, I've heard him talk before about he hires people first. He doesn't hire the best, like, guru X's and O guy. We're all coaches, we're all smart people, we can figure that stuff out. Let's hire good character people first. So the first thing I'd say to you, head coaches in high school or any opportunity you get to hire guys is hire the people first, hire the character first. All right, because that goes a long way and it creates a culture. Leadership we talked about, but just, we've been successful because of our leadership. Our head coach is unbelievable. His leadership, I've never seen it, I've never seen anybody as strong of a leader as Coach Sweeney has. And it also helps that we have a Board of Trustees and a President and an AD that all fall in line. They're all on the same page. I know that's hard to get sometimes, especially at our level, all right, but having people in line that believe in the same thing and communicate in a good way. So our leadership has been very, very good. Love. We love our players. I already hit on that with the relationship thing, all right? We love our players, all right? And they know it. They know it. And sometimes that means tough love. Sometimes that means, hey, it's not always what they want to hear. It's what's best for them, but we're going to love them, okay? We're going to love them every single day, and then we obviously take pride in the development of our players. Every single day, we're developing our players, all right? We're not interested in going after just only the five-star recruits across the country. We want to get guys that fit the culture first, that are good people, and then whether they're five, four, three, two, one, it doesn't matter the stars. We have examples from the last several years of every kind of player that you can imagine and have success stories with it, and that's because of our development. We develop our players. And we don't stop developing them. There's something that we talk about is is, uh, watering the bamboo. There's a lot of stories of our guys. We've had to water the bamboo. What does that mean? Well, bamboo, I might not get the stats exactly right, but you literally water bamboo for like years. Years before you see anything. And you're like, what's going on here? But you keep watering them. You keep watering the bamboo. You keep watering the bamboo. And then in a couple months, They sprout sprout up to 90 feet in a couple months. And so the patience of being able to develop somebody, too. Don't give up on your guys. Like I said earlier, but there's a lot of examples of guys that did not bloom into our program until their fifth year. There's several guys that have done that, and, and they've been very, very successful. So that is why, in my opinion, we have been successful and have been consistent. Just general philosophy, if you want your team to have unity, your staff better have unity. Your staff has to have unity, and your players have to see it and feel it. That's so important, man. As you guys go through the day, and you're around your players, they see everything. Don't think you're tricking them. It's very, very important that your staff has unity, because they're going to they're see it, and then that'll help your team have unity. Obviously, being organized is critical. They see everything. They know if you're organized. They know if you're detailed. They know if you're prepared. You come into a meeting and you're not prepared. You know, that's not doing a whole lot for that kid, and and they're going to notice that, right? So those are are some critical, critical pieces of, of creating success. But accountability, you know, holding your staff accountable, holding your players accountable, with discipline. They crave discipline. They might not say that but they crave it. Human nature is to crave you, you, you have to have it in order to be successful. Sometimes our guys don't want to hear that, but that's the, you have to do it, right? Hold them accountable. That's something we do so well in our program is, again, many examples. It doesn't matter if it's the last walk-on on our team or the best player on our team. We hold our guys accountable. We don't sweep it under the rug. Because it sends a lot of messages to your players. Create a good culture by doing that. Communication. Man, we talk about that all the time. I talk to my quarterbacks about that all the time. I talk to our offensive staff about that all the time. Communicate, right? Communicate amongst your staff. Everybody's not going to agree. That's given. I hope not. That's not what you really want. In order for you to grow, you find opinions or you get opinions from other people and you learn. So you're not going to always agree, but just by communicating allows you to grow. And then I talk to my guys about, the quarterbacks about, man, I don't know what's on your mind every second of the day. So if there's something that is on your mind, whether it's football or life or whatever the case is, man, just come communicate so we can help. All right. That's why we do our job. All right, So we can help you. And then creating trust, developing trust, earning trust from staff and then obviously with your team, creating a positive environment. We all know today's day and age, it's very important you create a positive environment. Man, if you're just so negative on these kids, it's going to be hard to get a response. And we all know they all have their own buttons to push or we have to figure out what their buttons are to push. Right. Some of them respond. All right, by getting on them and yelling at them. Some of them don't. They turn and go the other way, stick their uh, tail between the legs and, and go the other way, you know. So you got to find that button in order to uh, motivate and create a positive environment. But positive positivity is what this world needs. I think we'd all agree with that. So let's find ways to be positive with our players. All right, now transitioning just to base offensive philosophy, guys. I'm not – I mean <laughs> – this is pretty simple here but sometimes we forget to be simple sometimes it's what can I draw on the board All right, who has the pen last right what can I draw on the board and it looks cool on the board and it really doesn't matter matters what the players know right but just in general our philosophy is we're going to base out of 11 personnel okay base out of 11 personnel but have the opportunity to transition into 12 personnel, into 10 personnel, so on and so forth, 20 personnel, all right? So just getting different personnel groups on the field based on the defense that you're playing and then based on what your personnel is, okay? You saw us in the bowl game. Some of you guys might have saw us in the bowl game against Iowa State, but um, we did use different personnel. We We have a great running back room. We have a great tight end room. And we got to utilize our best players. So we got into some two running backs. We got into some 12 personnel with two tight ends. So don't forget about that. It's, it's about these players. It's about what's the best for the team and for these players. We want to be balanced. We want to be balanced. Now, does that mean you're calling 50% of the time run plays and 50% of the time pass plays? No, it doesn't always work out that way. But we're not going to be a, just a drop-back-pass team or just hand it off every single play. We want to keep the defense on their heels, right? And, and I know a lot of people believe in that, but we do, especially at Clemson, is we want to be balanced. And again, sometimes the defense dictates what you're going to do per that game plan, all right? We're going to be a no huddle tempo offense. So we're going to have a good tempo on our offense, but we're going to, and we're going to play fast, but we're going to have the ability to change tempo based on the situation. So we want to be able to vary that tempo to hopefully catch some defenses off guard. And I really believe that tempo allows an offense to get into rhythm. You know, you see sometimes, you know, we've been guilty of this too. I mean, sometimes we just kind of stall because we're we're, we're maybe getting lined up and it's just taking forever and you don't get into a rhythm. And honestly, I think it helps, the, it helps the quarterback get into a rhythm when you have something that you're, you're, you're calling fast and you're getting lined up and you're, and you're running plays, okay? Now, next thing is misdirection and RPO, all right? Misdirection and RPO. And we obviously believe in this stuff, you know, misdirection, RPO stuff, where you're trying to create conflict. How can you create conflict on somebody on defense like where is the guy that's most vulnerable where is the guy that has a tough job and and let's create that conflict as much as possible creating big plays is is pretty much obvious you want to be able to create big plays you got to have enough plays in your scheme all right or in your game plan to be explosive so we want to be able to do that be creative have fun with your players man have fun be creative Let them enjoy it. And then find ways, okay, this is stating the obvious, find ways to get the ball to the playmakers. And we've all been guilty of it. I've done this job in the past for six years before I had the opportunity to get this coordinator job here at Clemson, you know, two months ago. And I've been guilty of it too But because you forget sometimes. You're so caught up in scheming somebody up. Well, let's scheme them up by getting the ball quickly to our best players. That's, that's where it starts, okay? That's where it starts. We should have every game plan. You should go into a game where you have, okay, who are the dudes that need to touch the ball? Running back, tight end, run, whether it's your running back, whether it's your tight end, whether it's a, a receiver or two, you know, whoever, and identify those guys and then have that package of whatever plays it is that's going to guarantee a touch for that player. Because how many times, we all have examples of how many times have you you know, you put the film on and you throw it or you hand it or you throw it to your best player and it looks bad when, he's kept, when he gets the ball, but then all of a sudden, oh crap, he just made a play. He just made a play. And it didn't matter what defense they were in, they just made a play because they got the ball. Okay, so that's going to be very, very important. That's why I put it down there, part of our philosophy.
0: That's just a sneak peek into the talk of Coach Brandon Streeter. If you want the details that he gives, along with the examples that he highlights on game film, check out the link in the show notes to this individual talk, as well as the mega ticket for the South Carolina Football Coaches Association, as well as eight other clinics, hundreds of talks. You have access for a year. Definitely a value to you. Speaking of great value in a high-quality, cutting-edge product, check out Sportscope and their edge instant replay instant replay is so important at the high school level it's something that dutch fork six-time south carolina state champion really believes in they've come to national prominence with all that they do and we did a podcast with douglas rivers who is their tight ends coach and technology director where he talks about the workflow that they use to do their sideline instant replay as well as halftime adjustments check that episode out. The link is in the show notes and go to sportscope.com to learn more about Edge Instant Replay, as well as their end zone cameras, which have artificial intelligence and eliminate the need for an extra operator. Again, that's sportscope.com. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski and follow all we're doing at coachandcoordinator.com.